What's going on, everybody? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my good friends, Matt, Evan, Jared, all of them at Black Rifle Coffee. America's Coffee, the end. Shut up. I don't care. These guys are amazing. They're the real deal. They donate millions of dollars every year to help veteran organizations. They even donate every single year to my foundation, the Dear America Foundation, truly doing the best they can for the veteran community, first responder community, and putting Americans to work with the best freedom-loving, majestic eagle coffee that you can possibly have. So, Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com right now. Get a subscription. Go get the best coffee in America. I love the ready-to-drink espressos, uh, but that's just me. Either way, go support America's coffee. Thank you, Black Rifle Coffee. My boys, Jared, Matt, Evan, love you guys. Thanks for the support of the show. Here we go. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, America? And welcome to your midweek, super duper exciting two-parter episode midweek of the Dear America podcast. Um, We're going to title this one, No Baby Formula... I can't say the word. No baby formula. What an anticlimactic <laughs> thing. No baby formula for you, but forty billion to Ukraine. Part one and part two. And and, and the reason we're gonna break this into a two parter is um I was coming back from South Carolina on Monday, so you guys didn't get an episode Monday, and I owe you a follow up to Friday's episode. Also, Hit the applause button, Zach. Uh, thank you guys so much for making uh, Friday's episode uh, so well received. Um, you know, it, it's it's always it's always interesting when you truly go out on a limb and you truly, especially anything to do with the Christian world and things yeah. like that. It, it's it's always interesting to see people's reactions because you always get one of two <clears throat> one of two reactions, especially from Christian people. You always get the well, I'm, you know, I agree. I agree with what you, I, I, I agree with your points, but you know, Jesus says that we're not supposed to get angry like that. So there's one. And then you get the other one's like, yes, yes. So good. Yes. You get those people, right? Like those are, those are the two different types. Yeah. And, uh, there is no middle ground in church world, especially it's the, well, you know, my my biggest concern is that you know sometimes our tone can yeah, or it's like yeah like those are those are the different types. There's yeah. no middle ground, <laughs> or it's the people that just walked in the back and are just checking it out. Either way, <laughs> um, it, you know I appreciate, uh, and I also appreciate all of the emails. And I've rethought about it a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I know in the episode I said if you want to help. From the loss of income, email at Graham at DearAmericanMedia.com. So, I, I mean, I, I, lot, 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 lot of emails about that. And, and I've rethought about it. And, you know, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I want to say to everybody, I would much rather you go to the DearAmericaFoundation.org and donate that money to the charity 
than to try to help us replace on the yeah. side over here. So I thought about it a little bit. You know, like I said on Friday's episode, that was real time frustrated me, like working it out in real time with you guys. One, we had an episode to do, and two, I was irritated. Uh, but now that I've had time to process it a little bit, uh, you know, I would much rather, if you guys are wanting to make a donation to help us, I'd much rather you do it to the foundation and, you know, it's tax deductible for you. It's uh, a fantastic organization. Y- well, I'm pretty biased about it, but I think that it's doing amazing work. And so I'd much rather it go to charity. If I can toot uh, the charity's own horn, uh, we are one of the very few charity organizations that take zero money from the donations for the people that work there, volunteer there, help out there, et cetera. In fact, we pay for those people and, and, yeah. and we do those things. And so if you're going, if, if you still feel like you want to help in some way, go to dearamericafoundation.org and uh, make a donation to the charity. That would probably be the best way to do it. Okay. So the reason we're going to do a two-parter today is because there's no way that we work all the things that need to be talked about into one thing. First of all, I've got to do a follow-up to Friday's episode. We've got to talk about the fact, you know, I issued a call-out on Friday. And for those of you who get behind on episodes, you need to stop right now. Do not listen to this episode. You need to go back and listen to Friday's episode Mm -hmm. before you listen to this episode. Because it's not going to make, well, I guess it could make sense. You could probably put two and two together. But you really need to hear Friday's episode where I say certain things that lead to what I'm going to say now. Uh, So stop. Do not listen any further in this podcast and go your lazy behind back and listen to episode on Friday because it is uh, vitally important. Anyway, okay, so let's get into a sponsor and then we'll go from there. All right, everybody. I mean, you know, the economy's in the garbage, man. It is a raining dumpster fire at this point. Thanks, Joe Biden. And let's go, Brandon. It finally happened, though. The Fed is realizing the dire straits of our economy. Thanks to Joe Biden. Uh, Apparently, (laughs) you just can't spend trillions of dollars every year. And now we got 40 billion more going to Ukraine. But I digress. You're already starting to see the ripple effects. We got no baby formula. The effects in the housing market. People's buying power has diminished. Have you considered what could happen if the stock market in our economy stalls out? Don't wait till that happens. Take some of your profits from the stock market now and solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. Throughout history, gold has maintained its value better than any other investment in the world. Text the word GRAM, G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 now for a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Again, text the word GRAM to 989898 and secure the gains you've made while you can. Join the thousands of happy Birch Gold customers with countless five-star reviews and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I trust the professionals at Birch Gold, so go now. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 and protect your future with gold now. All right, so um, hang on. Here's my here's my little fancy drink. Uh, I'm mad at myself this morning before I get into this, so I'm actually kind of irritated again, so this is going to turn out to be a great episode. Um, <laughs> I get out and I work out every morning. And I always set my alarm every morning, but somehow, some way, 
I woke up this morning at the time that I would normally be getting back from the gym. Ooh, I hate it when that happens. And uh, I don't know what happened. I, I, you know, me and Zach were talking about it this morning. I said, it's only two things. It it can only be two things. Either A, I just forgot to set the alarm, which is not like me at all. I am very much, I'm not OCD level by any means. Like I, like I can, I can deal. I mean, obviously I'm not having panic attacks right now. Like I can deal with, (laughs) with, with changes in things. Uh, but I also am very, very, very routine. Like 95% of the time I'm going to pick the routine, especially my early morning routine. Early morning routine's crucial. Yeah, yeah. And, and so anyway, it's not like me not to set the alarm. So that means that I subconsciously turn the alarm off when it went off and I just don't remember doing it, which is terrifying to me uh, to, to think about doing things subconsciously and you don't even realize that you did them kind of thing. But then again, I am getting older. Maybe I just forgot. I, I don't know. All oh. I do know is I woke up about the time that I would normally be getting back from the gym, and now my entire day is ruined. That's what I know. Um, so anyway, uh, if you hear this little noise, that is uh, my little uh, burn body fat shake uh, that I drink on the days that I don't go to the gym. And I guess I'm drinking it today because I did not go to the gym. It's your shame drink for today. It is. It's my shame drink. And the reason I don't drink it on days that I do go to the gym is because this has got some caffeine in it too. So I don't need to mix the pre-workout and this and end up in the hospital like I have done in the past. And if you've listened to the show for a while, you have heard that story. Uh, and we do not want to repeat that again. Anyway, okay, so bad. let me take this little swig here like this. Oh, that's cool sound. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. All right, so let's get into um a hit the applause button. Why not? There we go. Are you pausing your shame drink? No. no. Yeah, you know what? It's okay, Graham. You you got to sleep in. You got to sleep in. Uh, you are good enough. You are strong enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Uh, no, you haven't. I don't even know why. I no, ask. Anymore. Did you ever see that Saturday Night Live skit back in the day where it had that dude, and it always started with him looking in the mirror, and he goes, because I'm good enough, I'm strong enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Did okay, you? no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> see, I don't even know. I don't even know why I ask anymore. Okay, can we get into the, to the show, Zach? Can we get into the real show? Let's do it. Okay. So last Friday, I issued out a warning. Now, I'm not going to rehash everything that I said. Like I said, you can go back and listen to it. But one thing I do want to touch base on is uh, Monday morning, uh, I had a long drive back here to Texas, and I made it a point to follow up on my own challenge that I issued out. Okay. So I told everybody um, and, and in the episode Friday, I said, now, when I talk about churches and woke churches being silent on Roe v. Wade, I'm not talking about the, the average American church, which is 120 people. The average church, if you're rocking 120 people in the congregation, you're actually doing pretty very well because that's the national average mm-hmm. for a church. However, I wasn't talking about them because I'm well aware. And that's why I prefaced it with this. Cause a lot of times when I say stuff about the church, I get all these emails, not my pastor. No, not us. We had, we had pro-life shirts on and everything. That's great. That's great. It's exactly what you should be doing. But I need people to understand that with this podcast and whatnot, when I make some statements, 
a lot of times I'm talking to the other churches, the other pastors, and the other Christian influencers that are in the same, how do I say this the right way? That, that are in the same uh, stratosphere of influence that we are. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't mean that to sound condescending in any way, but, but, but what I mean is I'm talking to the people that have access to millions upon millions of people every single day, week, month, year. That's what I'm talking yeah, the, about. The ones that have a lot of influence, but they're too scared to actually speak out about abortion. Correct. Because what I have found is the bigger the influence of a pastor, Christian influencer, or of a church, the more quiet they are about things that actually matter. Yeah. So again, I think I've covered this enough now, but now everybody understands that is what I'm talking about. And just like comedians, uh, I watched uh, Ricky Gervais last night. Good and, one. And, and what I love about it is, you know, comedians now are kind of saying the same thing I've always said. If what I say doesn't apply to you and your church and your situation, I don't need you to write me and tell me that your church is doing what, I, what I'm saying the vast majority of churches is not doing. Because when I say the words vast majority, I didn't say all of them. <laughs> yeah. I said the vast majority. So anyway, okay, moving on. So I made a challenge and I told everybody, pay attention. Pay. And I had a lot of people write me um, and say, you know what, Graham, you were right. I said, pay attention on Sunday because last Sunday was Mother's Day. I said, listen, it is a perfect opportunity for churches, pastors, and Christians to make a stand and talk about Roe v. Wade, because mm -hmm. it's a moral issue as Christians, et cetera. Um, and I said, pay attention to the ones that don't. And sure enough, had so many people write me, and they were like, Graham, I can't believe it, but you were right. You called it. Not a single thing was said. I would venture to say 99% of churches. Again, if you're in the 1%, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the 99%. They said nothing. Yep. Absolutely nothing. How do I know this? Well, I got a lot of emails from a lot of people, but what I did was uh, on my drive, I went to podcasting and I went to the top 10, the top 10 most listened to religion and spirituality podcast. And I bet they're, and they're quiet. And I listened to every single one of their Sunday episodes. And for those of you who don't listen, or whatnot, and I realize some of you are not Christians. I get emails all the time, but I also do not care. You're going to listen to my point, okay? Again, if you're not Christian, then you think Christians are a bunch of hypocrites. I'm handing it to you on a silver platter right now, so you think that you'd be quiet and listen to what I had to say for a minute. <laughs> Either way, I listen to the every every church that has a podcast. Basically, what they do is on Mondays they put what the sermon was on Sunday on the audio episode on Monday, right? So I took the top 10, literally the top 10, and oh, I'm sorry, and I called it out. Joel Osteen's freaking uh, Greg Crochelle or whatever his name is. Greg Rochelle. Yeah, that's him at Life Church. Uh, Stephen Furtick, Mike Todd, all these major people. I called their names out last time, and I'm calling them out again. I listened to every single one of your sermons. Some of them, I don't even know how they had anything to do with Mother's Day in the first place. The only way that people can be mothers is they choose life. Yeah. That's the only way. Not one of you said anything. Not one. Not one of you. And I listened. 
And I listened to your whole sermon. I'm thinking, well, maybe they'll just throw something in there, you know, really, you know, really quick or whatnot and everything. Kind of subtle. And, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, and I listened to all of your, so I listened, I listened to all of them. I had, I had a 12 hour drive. I listened to all of them. Nothing. Not one thing. Wow. Not one thing. And these are the top 10 most influential religion podcast in the world. Not one thing. Not one thing was said. And this is one of those situations where I hate being right. I really do. I hate being right, but it is absolutely the truth. The church is silent when the church needs to be loud mm-hmm. and the church needs to be aggressive and all of this stuff. Anyway, we're going to talk more about that, but I wanted to do a follow-up. And so again, email me, Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. If you experience the same thing in your church, I would tell you right now, you need to find a new church. And yes, I don't care how many pastors I make mad saying that. I'm serious. That's how... That is how strongly I feel about it. And I've had conversations with pastors that are friends of mine that disagree with my aggressive approach. I also have had conversations with pastors that 100% agree with my aggressive approach. I understand that in religion, there is a lot of interpretations to a lot of different things. My personal belief and my personal understanding is the Bible says that we're supposed to be Christ-like, but in nowhere in there does it say we're a bunch, we're supposed to be a bunch of pushover, weak-spined cowards that do not speak up. I, I can't find that anywhere. I've looked, I've looked, I've looked a lot. I really have. I've I've looked a lot. And and I just think to myself, you know, I know that. Roe v. Wade wasn't on the chopping block when Jesus was alive and everything like that. But I just can't help but think, you know, Jesus, Jesus wild out with some tax collectors. You remember that story? I do. Jesus, Jesus lost his mind. I, I wonder, I, I just do. I just wonder if uh, they were having a vote uh, on whether or not they should be allowed to murder babies whenever they want. I, I just wonder what Jesus's reaction would be that you know yeah. you know what i mean like i just i just have a hard time believing jesus would be like oh give caesar what is caesar's what <laughs> yeah. what that uh somebody actually quoted that to me they're like well you know we're supposed to you know roman thir- 13 we're supposed to obey the government and then the bible even says give caesar's what is caesar's and i'm like are you trying to are you trying to say that the lives of children are supposed to be up to the government and whether or not the government said like, what are you, what, but, po- what point are you trying to okay, make? We're right supposed now? to, you know, be as peaceful as we can with the government. But when the government oversteps its bounds morally or the government, or when there's something that God calls us as Christians to do and the government's telling us not to do it, we have the authority by God to disobey the government. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the government's not the ultimate authority. And, God and, is. And the biggest thing that I always tell everybody to go back and read the Bible again is, you know, uh, well, you know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus wouldn't approve of this disruptive speech and, and challenging of the government and stuff. Have you read the Bible? Like, what are you talking? He was challenging the cultural norms. Jesus was literally killed for it. Like uh, literally, whether you believe in Christianity, whether you believe Jesus was real or not, the story of Jesus, for those of you who believe that it was fake, the whole premise 
<laughs> what? He spoke out against political things and social and cultural norms all day, every day. That, that, that was literally what he did all day, every day. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I, I, I've beat it to death here, but, but I'm serious. It is time for Christians to start paying attention to what the church is doing because I've got stuff to talk about that other people are doing uh, and beating the church to it. Again, the church is like, I don't know, like your grandfather's Republican Party. They're just slow and they just are reactive instead of proactive, but they're reactive 10 years too late. They're scared of that, that if they offend people, that no one will ever come to the church. But if you really look at scripture, I mean, you can do it in a great way without being a jerk, but scripture is offensive if you're not a Christian. Thank you for bringing that up. So there's another question. Okay. Riddle, riddle me this and riddle yourself this. Why would churches, pastors, or Christians be afraid to speak up and be afraid of offending people? Why? Ask yourself, Take, take take normal Christians out of it for a second. Let's just talk about church, meaning the actual church. Okay, I'm not talking about symbolisms of the body of Christ at this church. No, I'm talking about the actual church, yeah. physical building church, and pastors and leaderships of those churches. Okay, I'm talking about the mega churches, the 100, 150 million dollar tax free a year, which equates to probably like $500 million a year if it was a normal profitable business, right? Or for-profit business. I'm talking about those, those situations, those churches. Why, ask yourself honestly, why would a pastor, a leadership team of a church, and a church in general be afraid of talking about things that could possibly offend people but is biblically right? Why? I'm going to let you think for just a second. Why would that be so? You got it in your head? Because I'm fixing to tell you why. Because this is the only answer. Well, no, there could be two. One, they're all demon-possessed and don't believe anything that they're preaching in the first place. Yeah. Or they don't want to lose the money. It cannot be anything else. Your preacher that is preaching at your normal national average 120 member a congregation that they're barely pulling up pulling in enough tithing to keep the lights on and keep going anyway they're living on faith all day every day they don't care if they offend you or not cuz they're poor <laughs> they're poor they don't care when people are poor they do not care about anything okay they don't they don't care about anything you Poor people don't care about anything, and people that are so rich that they're never not going to be rich don't care about anything. Everybody in between cares about everything, all right? The normal churches got duct tape on the walls. They're holding up lights together with string and all this stuff. They're doing whatever they got to do to preach the word of God, and they don't care who they offend in the process. So why... Are these mega churches with millions of reach, with all this money, with all these resources, with all this telecasting and satellite imagery all across the planet, why would they care about offending people? What could be the only reason? Can I answer? Go, yeah. Is it money? It can't be anything else but money, Zach. <laughs> because if they offend people, 
and not as many people watch their live streams as not as many people go to their website and not as many people like their videos and view their videos and all this stuff. They lose revenue to the church. Prove me wrong. Seriously, come at me with it. Look, I mean no disrespect to the Stephen Furtick's, to all these people. I don't, okay? I'm asking an honest question that you are not too big to have to answer, okay? That's another thing. These mega pastors think that they're too big to have to answer questions. No, you're not. These are real questions. Why would you not talk about it? It's a simple question. It's a simple thing to ask these churches, these preachers, these stuff. Why would you not talk about it? Give me a reason other than you're afraid to lose people in the church, which affects your bottom line of your dollars and cents. Why would you not talk about it? Well, if we offend people, we don't get to spread the word of God to them. Uh, the word of God hurts a lot. It really does. It hurts a lot. And, you know, there are just certain things. There are just certain things that you just, you know, are pretty black and white in the Bible. But either way. All right. Beat it to death. Just ask the question. That's it. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, that was my follow-up <laughs> to Friday's episode. Uh, but now we have a lot of things to talk about. And like I said, there's no way that we're going to make this all in one episode. But uh, let's get into another sponsor and let's talk about stupid people on the internet. All right, guys, look, I'm going to keep it short. Good ranchers. I need every single one of you to listen to the words I'm saying right now. I need you to go support Good Ranchers right now. I need you to support the company that supported Dear America when we almost had to shut down. Now the radical left and every single thing that you can imagine is coming against these guys simply for supporting free speech. I need you to take it into your own hands and get off your proverbial butt and do something for fighting for the companies that are trying to do the right thing. Listen here, Good Ranchers is amazing. And I told him, you got to give me something for the people. You got to give me something. So if you go for a limited time, if you go to goodranchers.com slash gram, they're giving away with your order, two pounds of their American, American Wagyu burgers for free with my code Graham. That's G R A H A M. Listen, Again, if you don't know what Good Ranchers does, they sell 100% American meat. Stop buying from the grocery store. Stop eating China meat or Australian meat. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash gram to get a box of American meat and get two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and free shipping added to your order. Listen, guys, again, Good Ranchers is the real deal. They saved this podcast when we were about to have to shut down and now they need our help to stand with them. Meat prices are soaring and I love that when you subscribe, you lock in your price and get $25 off every box for the life of your subscription with Good Ranchers. As long as you're subscribed, your price will never change, no matter what happens in this crapshoot economy that Joe Biden has. So, Go right now to GoodRangers.com slash Graham. Use my promo code G-R-A-H-A-M. Lock your subscription in forever and also get two pounds of free Wagyu beef burgers now. All right. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's go back and let's lighten it up a little bit. And let's talk about some, you know, I, I scour through and doing research and stuff for the show. And, and every once in a while, you just find things and you're like, wow. Um this is just so dumb. I got to talk about it. So 
Um, here we go. All right. So here is a tweet. When I say <clears throat> that we've made such strides in America that to, to, to truly have equality for all <laughs> and racism is dead and all this other kind of stuff, every once in a while, I'm, re- I'm just reminded how far we have come. And, <laughs> and every once in a while, uh, somebody on uh, Twitter will remind me how far we come. Now, this is a real tweet. It, was, it has been liked 500,000 times with 93,000 retweets, okay? And it is two pictures of this, uh, it's an African-American's hand, okay? And this is what it says, okay? This is, this is real people. Driver's license, driving motor vehicles down the freeway. Oh, no. Uh, they have children, probably. Should I be nervous? That, well, just here, here we go. All right, so. No context. I'm just going to read it. All right. The only thing you need to know for those of you that are listening to audio, it's two pictures of his hand. Okay. That's it. He has taken a selfie of his own hands. Okay. Here we go. Hand selfie. It's taken me 45 trips around the sun. I'm guessing that means he's 45 years old. I'm guessing that's Ooh, what that is means. This, so is this kind of like poetic? Um, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but you know, I thought, oh, okay. You know, that's pretty interesting. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You're 45. Okay. Anyway. It's taken me 45 trips around the sun, but for the first time in my life, I know what it feels like to have a Band-Aid in my own skin tone. You can barely even spot it in the first image. For real, I'm holding back tears. I've never had a Band-Aid that matches my skin tone. Like It always stands out. This man is letting America know that we have come so far from the days of slavery that now they have skin tone matching band-aids for black people. It's a freaking band-aid. And he is holding back tears because of the steps that we have made towards equality (laughs) with band-aids. And what's worse to me, it's not the fact that he just felt like tweeting this. Some people have nothing better to do. What makes it worse for me is that 500,000 people like this and 93,000 people retweeted this as like a yes. <laughs> we made it. We've got skin tone matching band-aids. I've never had a skin tone matching band-aid. I am white, like white, white, white. I ain't never. You can tell I'm wearing a band-aid from a mile away. Oh, yeah. Top 10 things that I could not care about. Band-aids have band-aid colors have got to be in there. I, I purposely find band-aids that people know I got a band-aid on. Yeah, I got a boo-boo and it hurt. And I want everybody to know it too. Like I I, I, mean, I don't like I don't care if it's black, white, orange. Okay, maybe do maybe orange because football. But um, you know, I don't care what color it is. I'm just happy to have a band-aid on so that way it's not my scratch or whatever isn't <laughs> continually getting hit. I don't uh, anyway. All right, moving Stupid. on. Stupid. Stupid people. This one's even better. Okay. Um, I'm not even gonna read the article. Because it's just got pictures from somebody's Snapchat, and the title says it all. This is real, okay? This happened at 8.17 this morning, mm. all right? You ready? <laughs> Man proposes to a woman at her father's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. hey, every woman in this guy's defense... Every woman says they want their proposal 
to be memorable that they will never forget. She will so, never forget that. So you got to give this dude some props here because this chick ain't never going to forget. Did the she best, say yes? The best part about this is if you zoom in. So here's the chick. She's in mourning. Here's the dude proposing. He's he grabbed the microphone. He's got a microphone in his hand. All right. So and then, and then here's some dude in the back clapping. And then here's the best part. There's the casket with her dead daddy right there in the photo. Why? <laughs> At least wait. I'm telling you, if I if I ever attend a funeral and somebody does this. You will, I will be the person that has to be removed because I will laugh. I don't care who's dead. That sounds like something from the office or parks and rec. I don't care who is dead. Okay. I'm telling you, if I ever saw this, I would have to be removed because I would be so uncontrollable in my laughter that the image of this, there's a Powerade bottle on a Tupperware box. This is, this is real. Like I'm not making any of this up. There's a there's a Tupperware box container, a Powerade bottle. There's the mama. There's the daughter mourning. This guy's clapping in the background. My <laughs> man is on two knees, not even one knee. He's on two knees with the microphone. This dude wants everybody to know. And the <laughs> the best part about it is the casket. Is he's like, only a few feet from the casket. He's a few inches from the <laughs> casket. This mug's shoulder is is bumping up against the uh, the casket. All right, her dead daddy's face is right there. <laughs> the best part about it is, they asked him why he did it, and he was like, "I wanted to make sure that both her parents were there." <laughs> that this sounds like a joke. <laughs> it sounds just like some kind of really weird joke. It's not. It's real, I swear. I swear on everything. It's New York Post, man. It's right here. It's, it's bre- but even everybody else in the world is so, oh my God, about it. Like, the New York Post is writing about this. He wanted people to both their parents to be there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I find this truly hilarious. Maybe you're like, all right, Graham, moving on. But, I mean, I, I'm sorry. You could not. You could, oh, it was uploaded on TikTok. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was Snapchat. It's TikTok. Uh, wow. I, I, I got, oh, this is an even better photo. My man has hired a professional videographer. Oh, my God. To film it. They cut this out on an original thing. My man is proposing, and he got, look at this guy. This is like an old school camera. That's a big old. I mean, I would never want to use that. I've a, had to use those kind of cameras before and never want to use them again. I mean, I. I DSLR is better. I, uh, wow. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe you guys don't find this as funny as I do. This, this to me is the funniest thing. I mean, funniest if it's not funny, I think you might be dead inside. Guys, he oh. wanted to do it in front. <laughs> look, look, look. Guys, he wanted to do it in front of both parents. There's nothing wrong. If you're deeply spiritual, you'll understand this. <laughs> oh, I'm serious, guys. Look it up. Uh, man proposes to a uh, grieving wife at funeral or whatever. It's in the New York Post this morning. 
It's the funniest that, thing I've seen in a long time, man. It, it's right up there with that dude that that's went like viral. something Michael Scott would do. It is. It's straight out of the office. It is straight out of the office, and it's just oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Uh, it's right up there with that dude so many years ago that went viral because he took a one last selfie with him and his grandma, and his grandma's dead in the casket, and he took a selfie and posted it. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I hope I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're laughing like I am. This is this is the funniest freaking thing. I'm I'm just kind of shocked. I, I have ever, I and the best part about it is I'm not making it up. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. The next sitcom that they make that's kind of like The Office or whatnot, I'll they will the office again. They will use this as like a template for for, for an episode. Dude, 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 that's a whole episode. This Dude. is this is this is what Dwight from the office would do. He would he would have proposed to Angela at her dad's funeral or something because While standing in, in the grave. In, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Dwight's mind, it would be like I wanted both her parents to be there. Like that's exactly what Dwight Schrute would say. <laughs> but this dude is dead serious, and it's 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 one hundred percent for real. It's the funniest thing ever. You're welcome, by the way. I'm gonna take a swig of this thing. Oh. This is the society that we live in. These are the people. This man's probably a, a principal at a high school or something for all I know. <sighs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's just so insane. I'm sorry. Me. I can't I can't get over we it. We got a lot in the low discussion. We just went from calling out woke weak pastors over Roe v. Wade. To my man proposing on both knees, like that's like a double propose. That's like you are in, you are all in with the both knees, not even one knee, the both man's knees down. My man's got a microphone in his hand. I mean, professional a, videographer, professional videographer, and this dude is getting the angle right. He's like holding it above his head, pointed down to get the angle. See, but I, the I, best as videographer, I disagree with that. <laughs> And then again, the best part is the fact that I'm telling his shoulder is look, Zach, his shoulder is hitting the casket. (laughs) Like, I mean, like, like, it's not like you can see the casket in the background. No, my man has inserted himself in front of (laughs) the casket uh, to propose. This is the I can't. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. We we were super super serious, and it has gone way way just we, way. We've gone the other spectrum. We're not done. It's supposed to get worse. I, yeah. I've got more stuff to talk about. Um. Anyway, but I just had to share that with you because you know it can't all be serious, guys. But in hey, all seriousness, some, this could be the greatest proposal in the history of mankind. I mean, it's not what I would do, but hey. All right, let's talk about serious stuff, Zach. Enough, all right, enough of your shenanigans. My shenanigans. Enough of enough of your. We're trying to run a serious podcast talking about serious stuff. You're talking about dead daddy funeral proposals. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's my. It, it is my fault. All right. So, <clears throat> what's really going on in the world? What's really happening? And I wish that we had like that sound effect or whatever. Uh, in fact, Zach, I'm going to need you to put this in post and leave me talking about it while in post so we can continue to have the music going All right. even while I'm talking about it. What's really going on in our society? What's really going on in our world? Okay, two years ago, tabloids announced that UFOs were real and nobody cared. 
because it was in the middle of COVID. Like, everybody's worried about COVID and the existential threat, and they thought The Walking Dead was going to be real and all this other stuff. Everybody's like, oh, UFOs? Who has time for that? And, you know, I'm not the only person that caught attention to this. I've seen so many comedians talk about it here lately. And, you know, one of the funniest bits was uh, uh, the comedian was like, yeah, UFOs, they announced it. Nobody knew. He's like, I go home and talk to my wife just the other day. They announced it like a year and a half ago. I'm like, babe, shouldn't more people be talking about the fact they said UFOs are real? And she didn't even know. And he's like, (laughs) and that's the point. (laughs) He was like, you would think that that would be major news. You would think. But now it's gone one step closer. Now, I did show Zach this yesterday. So he, he actually, most of the time, I just throw stuff at Zach in real time. And he has no idea what I'm talking about. Correct. This one was so nuts to me that I had to show Zach yesterday before we started talking about it today because i wanted to give him time to digest this okay it's pretty big prepare yourselves all right so so we know through the tabloids new york times new york post etc etc and the u.s navy and the pentagon released uh video footage of all this other kind of stuff right and there's a lot of people that are like oh it's probably just them really testing out new equipment and all this other kind of mess and that's kind of where i was leaning until yesterday so yesterday, this is real, okay? Um, <laughs> this, is, this comes from Disclosed TV. Yesterday, the U.S. House Subcommittee held a public hearing on UFOs. I'm going to say it one more time, just in case it didn't 100% sink in. Let's do it again. What I just said. Yesterday, in the halls of Congress <laughs> in D.C., the U.S. House, the U.S. House, that's the House of Representatives subcommittee. So now they have a subcommittee dedicated to this. Held a public hearing on UFOs, now called unidentified aerial vehicles, not UAVs. Not quite as you know catchy if you as UFOs, but but whatever. Next, uh, uh, for the first time, oh, for the first time in more than half a century. So they talked about this 50 years ago, and now they're talking about it again. Um, So here is actual quotes uh, during this thing. This happened yesterday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, This is an official docket from the halls of Congress. Okay? Mm. And it says, House Intelligence, Counterterrorism, Counterintelligence, and Counterproliferation Subcommittee. One more time, the subcommittee that's having this discussion is the House Intelligence Counterterrorism, Counterintelligence, and Counterproliferation Subcommittee. And no one cares? And no one's talking about this at all. Okay, this is actual quotes. Here we go. Try to read it. Uh, This is from Chairman Carson and Chairman... Oh, God, Schiff. Oh, Lord, we're dead. All right, anyway, (laughs) here we go. This is a a direct quote. The American people expect and deserves their leaders in governments and intelligence to seriously evaluate and respond to any potential national security risk, especially those we do not fully understand. Since coming to Congress, I've been focused on the issue of unidentified aerial phenomena as both a national security threat and an interest of great importance to the American public. I'm pleased to chair the first open intelligence committee hearing on these events. 
It will give the American people an opportunity to, to an opportunity to learn what there is to know about these incidents. And I look forward to hearing from our witnesses on this critical matter. It goes on to say, there's still much to learn about unidentified aerial phenomena and the potential risk they may pose to our national security. But one thing is sure. The American people deserve full transparency and the federal government and intelligence community have a critical role to play in contextualizing and analyzing reports of unidentified aerial phenomenon. At least they want to be honest in one area. Hello? Uh, am I the only person that's sitting here going, um, are we really having actual congressional open forums discussing UFOs? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and now, now, see, everybody's like, but Graham, we did this 50 years ago. Yeah, and they denied it 50 years ago. <laughs> that was the thing. 50 years ago, they're like, yeah, we're here to discuss and, and you know, put to bed this false narrative that there's, you know, aliens yeah. and UFOs out there. And all this now they're like, okay, it's time to finally let the American people know what's actually going on. Um, and nobody's talking about this. Why? Uh, this isn't the New York Post. This isn't like the random, like you find it in the grocery store, those little slam magazines that are there. Mm -hmm. No, this is actually in the halls of Congress on the official dockets, like in, in congressional records. Now they're having open forum discussions about UFOs or unidentified UAPs. Now they're well, calling. Them. Remember, Obama had COVID, so that's that's a pretty big deal. If anybody's <laughs> an alien, it's Obama. Obama and Michelle Obama could straight go in Men in Black, and there's like a little alien in their head. Well, that's what's like. Maybe no one's talking about it because you know we really got to be talking about these leaders getting COVID and having sniffs. Yeah, and they want people to believe Sniffles. that Barack Obama was the first black president ever, when in fact he was the first actual alien that was uh, a president. <laughs> Michelle Obama's not a man. She's an alien. Anyway, okay. Um, here's my thing. And this is where I fall. <laughs> this can only be one of two things. And me and Zach talked about this yesterday. Either A, the government is openly saying, yep, there's aliens. And we've been lying about it this whole time. Yeah. Which would be bad. Or B, uh, our enemies have technology that is so far advanced from us that we think they're aliens which is also bad i would almost say that's worse so there is no well can i is, can i add a third option yeah go ahead maybe this is what i like to think being a little positive here that maybe it's our government our military with super secret aerial vehicles or whatever they're calling them and they're flying them around and the government's just like oh we don't know what it is but in reality it's our military yeah, well, I would agree with that, too, if they weren't debating it in the halls of Congress. Like, even that, to me, seems like an extreme measure to go to instead of just denying it. Like, no, no, you know, no, UFOs aren't real, blah, 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 blah. Because, because the, the Pentagon released the footage. Well, like, nobody, nobody saw it and was like, why are you guys not talking about this? No, like, the Pentagon actually released well, now with like uh, social media, I feel like it's a lot harder. Like it's harder to deny it when it's like people are posting all these videos and you're like, oh, well, YouTube, Facebook, all these places have 
tons of resources for me to go like actually see this stuff. See, again, my my counter argument to that would be. I would be less likely today. You could show me a video like just from Independence Day Uh, of something coming up and blowing up the White House and stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, man, I literally watched Tom Cruise like deliver a pizza the other day. And that wasn't him. It was a deep fake. Like there's a dude who makes a living doing deep fake videos as Tom Cruise. And you cannot tell the difference at all. And so today's day and age, I would be less likely to believe after effects, all of these things that people put on the internet. So what, what causes me some initial, like, wait a minute is the fact that a, the Pentagon's talking about it and verifying it. B, all the major news applications are going, yeah, the Pentagon and the, the U S government is saying UFOs are real. Um, and now they're discussing it in the counterintelligence and counterterrorism divisions in the House of Representatives, and nobody's talking about it. Like that to me is the only part where I go, um, wait a minute. And again, in my mind, it can only be one of two things. A, <laughs> uh, there's aliens, which again, probably not good. Yeah. And, or B, our enemies have technology so advanced that us stupid Americans think that it's aliens, which is also not good. And so either way, this seems like a really bad thing. Uh, if Putin's got UFO technology, we're just screwed. A, well, it would be China. Let's not, <laughs> yeah, let, let's not, China. let's not, let's not even try to, it would be China that, that, that would have this technology. Again, but what do I know? We've got self-driving Ubers now. So, you know what I mean? Like, hey, look at that. We're doing pretty good. I don't know. All I'm saying, hey, I'm just here to bring you guys the truth. All right. And and like I said, this is now in the halls of Congress. They debated it yesterday in open forum about being more transparent to the American people about unidentified aerial phenomena, uh, formerly known as UFOs. So now they're going to call them UAPs, I guess, which, again, not, as, not as catchy I'm as gonna UFO. I'm going to stick with UFO. Um, I think UFOs uh, better, in my opinion. It's but, retro. Uh, either way, uh, so again, do with that what you will, <laughs> I suppose, but uh, I find that quite weird, and uh, I wanted to bring it to you. Okay, so now let's talk about this. I don't know at what point Zach's going to choose to make this the next episode, but either way, we're just going to keep talking. Probably and- right about here. <laughs> well, on that, we'll see you again next time. <laughs> <laughs>